0: Welcome back to the Activation Phase Podcast. This is Tim, and I'm with JP. Say hi, JP. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So uh, we're we're doing the, uh, the first episode of the Age of Hannibal today. And uh, I think the spotlight today is for the Romans, because we're going to look at them again. We looked at the uh, Romans from Age of Invasions, and today is the time for the uh, Age of Hannibal Romans, which are the Republican Romans. Do you have a short history lesson for us on them, JP?
1: So this particular Roman faction... Uh, one of many, represents uh, the forces of the Roman city-state. It's uh, uh, from, uh, from the book, it says 309 BC. So uh, far, far in, in the history. And obviously, this is the covering the Punic Wars, so um, I'm guessing 290 BC, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, Way way in advance of your uh, your Age of Invasions uh, romans, so um, right aesthetically they look quite different, but uh, yeah, you're, um, so it's it's also uh, pre the uh, very famous uh, Lorica Segmentata probably said that incorrectly but the kind of like your standard romans what you believe like with the square shields and everything like that it's not quite that period yet so uh, not not the imperial imperial no, no just yet. wait wait for it if you have those guys wait for the age of caesars and you'll probably be able to use those and the yep. romans will get yet yet another board <laughs> probably i mean
0: i mean they're basically in every fa- in every book because they they have been around for like i don't know
1: two thousand years <laughs> yeah they kind of stuck around a little bit too long So. Anyway. Right, that's a hot take right there. <laughs> so, for the uh, troop types, you need to make a choice in terms of what your warlord is going to be. It can either be a consul who is a standard uh, saga warlord, or a tribune, who has uh, some special characteristics, which we'll uh, explain later. Um, and a console can fight on foot or from horseback, and a tribune is always mounted on a horse, because he's obviously too... Uh, too wealthy. good, too wealthy to uh, <laughs> be uh, walking around among the peasants. So your hearth guard have no equipment options. Un- One of warriors can be mounted on horseback. Other units of warriors have no equipment options. And then finally, your levies are equipped with javelins. All right. So there are a few uh, restrictions just to... Um, Kind of represent the organization structure of the Romans. So, your number of, or the number of non mercenary heart guards cannot exceed half the number of non mercenary warriors on foot. All right. That's a very convoluted sentence. And then the second one is the number of non mercenary levies cannot exceed the number of non mercenary warriors on foot. So, yeah, you're uh, basically stopped from uh, doing levy spam, basically. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure why you would want to do it, but still. Um, that's uh, that point aside. It just represents that the uh, kind of the the mainstay of the army were the warriors, rather than your uh, yeah your young your youngsters running around the field with the uh, <laughs> javelins. Uh, they do have some special rules as well, so uh, this will impact the way that you uh, play the board itself. The first one is the maniples. So this is how the Roman military actually fought and how they uh, organized themselves and um, some of the battle board abilities are limited to maniples only. So uh, only hearth guards and warriors can uh, take advantage of this rule and you need to be, uh, well, not a mercenary, first of all, uh, are fighting on foot without equipment options. So that yes. excludes the warriors, the mounted warriors. And then also contain a maximum of eight figures when your warband was deployed. So if you recruit uh, or if you like running big blocks of warriors, this one isn't for you. Yeah. Um. And they don't. Uh. They don't gain the the rule if they're uh, if they kind of get depleted and lose some figures and uh, get under the the eight figures. So finally, uh, the Tribune. So if you remember, that's the uh, the option for the Warlord that has to be mounted. So he's a little bit of a. He isn't a fighter. He's more of a, a tactical genius and.
0: Uh, he's a talker. He's
1: yeah. He's more <laughs> of a pointing people towards what they should be doing so he has one saga dice he's got an armor of five in melee four against shooting aggression of two and he's just equipped with a horse so he has the special rules bodyguards determination presence resilience one and we obey plus uh, when he uses the we obey rule a tribune can activate two units with an s instead of the usual one uh, but he doesn't have the pride rule so that's actually not too bad i'm uh, I don't think that's a, a a downside and then the second uh, uh second rule is icon of rome so this represents that he's a charismatic leader um and the range of the bodyguard special is extended to m if your tribune dies it's uh inflicts a fatigue on its in play rather than just on the table with an s so yeah he's not much yeah. of a fighter and you don't want to get him killed because you'll be uh dropping a lot of fatigues basically all right i guess that's the the special rules rounded up um, how would you cool. describe playing the romans before we dive into the battle board
0: okay so i i feel like
1: they're really they're really
0: like specialized at surviving fights i'm not sure if they're amazing against shooting but they're really good against fights and if you have them in like the smaller units of yeah like eight warriors or the, the sixth hearth guard they're going to be so tanky because all the abilities make them incredibly hard to shift and like they can they can cancel fatigues that they would suffer if they close ranks and they're going to close a lot of ranks. It's what they do. And they uh, they just stand together and uh, survive all the barbarians not running at them. But they're not super amazing against the barbarians shooting at them,
1: in my opinion.
0: So uh, I, I think they're amazing if you're in force crap and they're not amazing if you're going to
1: get shot to death. death. So most of their damage will be done in melee. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think it's a little bit of a weird one where they're actually very, very defensive, but they uh, they can actually move around reasonably well for a foot-based warband as well.
0: Yeah, they can. So yeah, yeah, it's
1: kind of uh, it's not like the the Britons that we just covered where they're somewhat slower. You want to turtle up here? You uh, you can move around a little bit more. Let's uh, let's begin then. I'll grab the uh, the top row. So nothing special there. All right. Cool. (laughs) Moving on. Well done.
0: All right. So the uh, first advanced battle board ability is a good one, I think. It's called, and this is going to be tough, like Stabili Gradu or something. Uh, It's an order's reaction ability that takes two uncommons, which is expensive, of course. But until the end of this turn... All manipul units who have closed ranks cancel the first casualty, suffered in step five of any melee, and suffer no fatigue at the end of the melee if they have not disengaged. So if they don't have to fall back, they don't suffer fatigue. And the first casualty that they take just is ignored, which is obviously amazing on, on Hearthguard. And this is just it just keeps them alive for so long. Because the Hearthguard just don't die. You, the opponent usually usually doesn't get more then 1 or 2, that's probably the, the top already, hits through um, your closed ranks, Hearthguard units anyway. So this is, this is so good. I think this is amazing. But it's a super expensive, of course. But if you, if you build your Warband around using this, this ability, I think it's super worth it. If you don't, then probably not.
1: Uh, and again, like you said earlier, this is just in melee. So uh, if somebody... If you play this and um, your opponent has the option to shoot at you instead of engaging you in melee then uh, they'll probably choose just to to shoot at you this time around oh because, uh, for sure yeah otherwise you're you're just going to exhaust or you're just going to get a fatigue bouncing off some uh some warriors that close ranks and uh you're going to end up with a fatigue and they're not going yep. into uh into their turn so um, it puts you at a pretty big disadvantage if you're playing against the Romans here
0: yeah I feel like if you're um, if you're in a, an objective based scenario and have warriors that are holding an objective or have Hearthguard that are holding an objective playing this is just going to be super annoying for your opponent because they have to do something and they kind of can't in melee so I think yeah this is very situational but in the right situations crazy powerful in the wrong situations like kind of useless
1: yeah, like feasting and pillaging, you're not going to get a, uh, the marker back from them if they're holding. Absolutely, yeah. yeah this can be pretty like flame, pretty amazing as well.
0: Yeah,
1: well, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think this also mitigates some issues running uh, being the first player as well, because you play this in your opponent's turn, and then you're uh, you're not going to lose a, a a bunch of objectives right at the end. For yeah, example. Yeah. Yeah. But then you, you do have to roll the two, uh, two uncommons. But anyway. In
0: the, yeah, in the end, yeah. All
1: right, so the next one is Pilum. So this is just a common. An activation or activation reaction ability. Uh, and this is only for your warriors on foot. So very, very specialized. Activate the unit for a shooting attack with a range of M. Then activate the unit for a charge against the target of their shooting attack. The charge generates no fatigue. Or trigger this ability after an enemy unit is activated to charge but before the charge is resolved activate the charged unit for a shooting attack with a range of m targeting the unit that is charging it all right so the, there's a lot of words on this one possibly <laughs> one of the longest pieces of text on the, on the battle board so far um let's start off with the first paragraph so this is uh, you get a lot of value for just a common here because uh you get to shoot, then you get a charge, and also it generates no fatigue. So I think this, even if it was just this part by itself, like it's already an amazing um, activation ability. Like that's a lot of a lot of value for just a common. Um, comparing this to in uh, Age of Invasions when you have something similar with the Plumbata of the Romans. Uh, which requires uh, which requires an impetus, and then it's also um uh, I guess you get more shots, but out of a lower quality basically, uh but then you don't get to activate the charge uh, behind yeah um, kind of at the and end takes an uncommon yeah, yeah, uncommon or rare so uh, on that front, this uh kind of like a similar action these uh these early Romans were definitely more, more trained <laughs> up which I suppose is kind of the which is which is kind of, true, is yeah? kind of fluffy, I, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> um, and then let's let's move on to the second part of this. So this is the one where it's an activation reaction, basically. Or it is an activation reaction. So, um, if someone charges you, you get to um, shoot at them with a range of M. So this is really only relevant if someone's within uh, within M of. Uh, uh, when they declare a charge. So, if you're charging in with some, what's it called? Some cavalry, you're you're not going to get this. But for infantry, you'll be able to get a shooting attack against them. I think this is a lot weaker than the first section because here you're only getting a. I guess you're you want a maniple, so you're only getting four shots against uh, uh, with your warriors. Yeah, so.
0: it's it's true. And, I, and one one more thing to say about the first part. I, I'm. It's uh, you compared it to the yeah to the pumbate or something i think i think something one thing that's holding it back is that you have to shoot and that shoot generates a fatigue so if you move and then shoot you will get a fatigue and then charge without fatigue so that means you do end up in 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 melee with one fatigue but obviously if you start your turn within m of an enemy unit then this is bonkers good but if you don't then you kind of take the fatigue for the shooting and then not for the charge i think yep. that's one thing to keep in mind because i feel like it uh it could be forgotten quite easily
1: yeah yeah definitely but um, i think this one's uh pretty amazing for uh, just a common as well
0: yeah, it's you play it every turn right it's 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 basically it's uh it's it's really good yeah
1: yeah if you're going to charge uh, a unit of warriors you would be putting it on the activation uh, ability anyway um, so you might as well put it on here and get some extra damage. Yeah. Alright,
0: next up, and uh, I got the easy ones, is Scooter. Shooting Reaction. It's only for multiple Units. Cancel the first casualty suffered during the shooting attack. I guess it's easy. Not too hard to understand. You just cancel, cancel one casualty that you would take. Um, it's good, of course, because it's after rolling for defense dice. But it's also one uncommon, and I feel like uncommons are, are rare on this board, or like... You need a lot of them, so this is the only way to f- defend against shooting. And yeah, sometimes you might not have the dice for this, so it's a good ability, and it's going to help out. But it's only like it's not it's not a game changer, I think. What do you think?
1: Yeah, like you said, the, the uncommon is uh, in a high demand, especially in the yeah. Uh, yeah. the the right hand column. Yeah. So uh, no, but it's like you said, it is the only option you have. Uh, It's a lot better than uh, a combat bonus, that's for sure.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah.
1: All right, so this is exhortation. This is a common plus an uncommon. An orders or orders reaction. Until the end of this turn, all friendly units with an M of your warlord, L if he is a console, gain either two attack dice or two defense dice during every melee. Just purely on a in an orders reaction capacity, this makes your units even more tanky. If you decide yeah. to uh, to spend four dice both on the stabili gradu and on the exhortation, you'll be, you'll be invincible, but you won't be doing much. Um, uh, and then on the other hand, uh, is it? Uh, I guess if you have a few charges lined up, you're uh, you're actually, yeah, I guess, you're getting a, a few extra dice there. But yeah, it seems quite quite expensive for for what you're getting.
0: It's the only way to get the uh the console out of his two attacks that he's locked into because he can get like because these are bonus attack dice, right? so he would start with four attack dice and then can use other abilities to get his attack dice up to eight possibly but uh if you have like four charges lined up in one turn, this is probably okay to do, and if you know you're gonna get charged a lot
1: one thing to note uh for this ability is that you do. Only get the bonus if you are if your unit is currently within M of your warlord. So, for example, if you trigger this in your orders phase and then you move your um, uh, your units up out of M of your warlord, you lose this. So you do need to be very conscious of your positioning for this one. Yeah, it's and, it's
0: kind of like you you move your warlord up and then try to do all the charges within M of him to uh, get the bonus. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you have to. Uh, also make sure that you're not getting in your own way uh, and yeah uh, yeah yeah and another thing is if you lose your warlord you use you lose this uh, ability to play this so uh, so
0: maybe don't charge him in first and risk him
1: <laughs> yep so
0: pro tip all right next up is gladius it takes a common or a rare it's a melee ability only for warriors on foot again so kind of kind of favors your warriors on foot just like pilum did it's gained 3 attack dice. If you use a rare, the enemy unit must discard 3 attack dice. This is... I feel like for a common, this is very good. It's its obviously way better than a uh, th- than a combat bonus, but it's also way more specific than a combat bonus. But if you know you're gonna play it for the Warriors on foot anyway, I feel like this is good. And with the rare, it's really, really good, because I feel like taking three 3 attack dice away from your opponent no matter if you attack them or they attack you, it's that it's going to be super annoying um, either way. So that, that's kind of kind of kind of I feel like a really good ability. Yeah,
1: if you charge, yeah, both on the defensive side, like if you're yeah. getting charged, uh, you can close ranks and still get a few uh, bonus uh, or attack dice back. Um, and then also, if you are actually charging and someone closes ranks on you. Um, With the rare you can essentially just bring a unit of warriors down to one attack dice and not worry about getting any damage back so yeah exactly uh, yeah that's pretty crazy
0: yeah and for example if you charge levies with this they're going to have like levies like with bow levies or javelin levies they're going to be so screwed because they can't even fight back so
1: yeah but it's guaranteed that like if the if you roll like one dice for the levies you're always going to get like that one one damage through just uh, always yeah, levies tend to do that. So uh, just beware. That's that's right. how the that's how the dice work.
0: Just to throw the average in here, if they're attacking, uh, if they're attacking your warriors, it's only going to be half the time. Just to, just to clear that up real quick. We're I'm, we're not superstitious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next one is a close formation. This is using either a common or a rare. Again, a melee ability for infantry to gain two defense dice or 4 if your unit is outnumbered by the enemy unit if you use a rare you can also reroll any ones or twos scored by your defense dice yeah so this is your your ultimate uh, defensive ability <laughs> so this is the i think the third or something defensive ability already yeah. um so yeah uh, for a common it's pretty uh, pretty good it's better than the the combat bonus i guess that's a a, a recurring theme uh but yeah for the rare uh however we've said we've kind of required a few rares now to 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 buff it up already it's uh it's pretty amazing actually for for defense dice and then if you're um i guess if you're outnumbered which you probably would be as a as a roman i guess
0: yeah i think so yeah
1: yeah um and then like just being able to re-roll the ones or twos if you're closing ranks is already uh, pretty amazing. So this one's good, uh, but the the rares are starting to become pretty uh, pretty sought after on this board, to be honest. So uh, for sure, um, it's going to be a, quite a close competition to see where uh, <laughs> where that rare lands.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit like the Byzantine board, I think, where the abilities have the normal version that you can play easily, and then the uh, the rare version, which is, which is like the really good. Uh, version of the of the ability and this is happening here again and just to just to throw it out here I think this is also amazing on your warlord if you decide to take the normal saga warlord on foot because he's going to be he's always almost always going to be outnumbered
1: yeah I guess with um, your uh, with the presence rule that you're going to be um, yeah yeah it's still only four models so like if
0: if a every everything other than a just anything other than a a opposing warlord or a four dagger of Hearthguard is basically gonna outnumber you if they actually want to deal damage to you. So, I, yeah, I feel like this is super good on, on a warlord if he can close ranks. Yeah, yeah, or catch, on card. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up is the is not a defensive ability. This is actually a really good ability. I think it's called Queen Cooks or Quincunx. It takes an uncommon. It's an activation for infantry. Choose up to two of your units within M of each other activate these units for a move made with a bonus distance of short. During this movement, these units can freely move through friendly infantry units. So this is obviously very very powerful on on levies with javelins for example because they can just they can get, go through your defensive line and throw their javelins or this is also really powerful on hearthguard that have been hiding behind levies or this is this is this is always really powerful, I think, and it's all, only one uncommon to uh, to move two units. And for levies, this is obviously a steal. And for Hearthguard and Warriors, this is also quite good because you get two activations, and they're better than normal activations. And they can move through they're further, and they can move through. It's like it's like three things for one die. You you get two activations, just not just one. You get a longer distance, and you can move through infantry friendly infantry units. So I feel like this is a Play it, always, always, ability.
1: Yeah, also you can activate two units of warriors for uh, uncommon. Um, Yeah, (laughs) if you you roll uh, up. Yeah, 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 because sometimes you just don't don't end up rolling that many commons and then you're kind of screwed if you you have a warrior-heavy warband sometimes. Um, So that mitigates this a little bit. Uh, But maybe just to be clear, so if you decide to move through terrain... Uh, you lose the, the bonus, right? So you just go down to short anyway. Yeah, you do. Yeah, so that's unfortunate, but just don't move through terrain for this one. Yeah. And it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I agreed. Okay, so the next one is Tenacious. Okay. Um, this is uh, triggered using either a common or an uncommon. Again, a melee ability for mana units only if your unit is outnumbered by its opponent, gain attack dice equal to the difference in figures between the two units, up to a maximum of four dice. So do check your FAQ for this one, it's been uh, FAQ'd as we just uh, discovered ourselves. Um, yeah, I guess you already want to be, this is another outnumbered one, but uh, yeah, it's a good way of gaining, uh, gaining four, four attack dice if you're heavily outnumbered. It's, uh, I think some of the other ones are a little bit better, like Gladius. It's easier to, to trigger for uh, also a common. So um, yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is fine. I feel like if if you're going all in and on a attack and you know, you're like you're uh, you're going in with like I don't know, six Hearthguard or something. This is probably probably going to be worth it if you're going into like a ten or twelve my unit, and then Gladius of course as well, and you can do a lot of damage offensively as well with this board I feel like. Yep, yeah, yeah. Right, next up is Legion. It takes an uncommon or a rare. It's an orders or orders reaction. Choose a manipul unit. Remove a fatigue from the chosen unit and from all other manipul units within short if you used a rare. So for an uncommon you can you can remove a fatigue, which is meh, I feel like. If you kind of if you have to, because you have two fatigues and you need to rest and you need to you need to do some stuff or for objective based scenarios where you need to get stuff home or where you need to get somewhere quick. this 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 might be worth it, but I feel like usually a uncommon for just one fatigue is not worth it. But of course, this one can totally shine if you put a rare here and take three, four fatigues off from your units that all charged with the exhortation before uh, that ga- gave uh, gave you like two bonus attack dice per per melee within M of your warlord. So this is. This this can be good, I feel like, but it's pro- probably usually going to be the rare that's going to be super good or super helpful here. But as you said before, JP, rares are really rare on this board, and last ability also takes a rare, so
1: you need them. Yeah, for the rare, this is super efficient, especially because you can play it in the orders reaction, like you said. So you um, you can actually start your opponent's turn relatively fresh, which is yeah great. So like uh, again... Uh, that really boosts your uh survivability uh you're you're ready to go again actually all right so final one so add triarios redisa so uh this is a rare no other uh, dice can be used for this again mm-hmm. a melee option hearthguard defenders which is super specific yeah <laughs> so uh, that's a little bit of a theme for this one that you can't uh you really need to pay attention to when you can actually use this. So, if you are, if your Hearthguards are char- are charged, uh, you inflict two automatic hits on your opponent, or three if your uh, if your unit is outnumbered by the enemy. Uh, yes, yeah, so this is. Uh, I I charged a unit of Hearthguard uh, with my goals, and they got absolutely uh, destroyed by this. Of course, brutal. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> This is uh totally worth the rare, uh. So this uh this makes them really really scary, because even if you're just um, even if you want your hearthguard to survive, you just close ranks. It doesn't matter. These aren't uh, bonus dice or anything. They're just hits automatically. So literally don't care. Um, and uh, yeah. So um, I guess even one single hearthguard that is defending
0: can still ultimate, uh, hit like add like three automatic hits on your opponent, which is which is kind of scary.
1: Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's not like easy to uh, to wipe wipe off the board uh, completely uh, riskless. So um, yeah, I guess you're 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 saving saving that dice potentially. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a good one. I think the uh, if you if you roll a rare, there there's just a few other options which are also incredibly good. So um, that makes it very difficult to. Uh, to put it on here, because you, you, I think you also ensure that your Hearthguard unit probably won't be charged um, if you put it on here. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, which can be a which can be a, a viable option, for example, if they're holding a, a piece of uh, uh, or an objective or a piece of terrain or something like that. Um, you basically plonk them down, and uh, nobody's going to want to charge them. Obviously, again, this doesn't affect being shot at. So. Um, there there is that however if someone's shooting against a uh, uh, parth God on foot they're normally pretty solid anyway so uh, they'll be able to withstand a lot
0: right so uh, that's all the abilities so what is your what is your impression jp what do you think
1: yeah so i uh, i have a a uh, a warband kind of uh, unfinished now for possibly a year and a half yeah um they, same, by the way. Yes, same. <laughs> the, the Victrix models are uh, are quite uh, repetitive. So I, I finished a, a unit and a half, and I was like, oh, OK. There's quite a few more to go. Um, but I actually think they're one of the, the more powerful Roman boards uh, and, and kind of uh, straightforward to use. Uh, the, the way I've organized mine are two points of Hearthguard uh, on foot obviously um three points of warriors and one point of levy with javelins just to be able to screen a little bit and have a little bit of uh, shooting yeah and then obviously take advantage of the queen cook's uh rule to run them around a little bit uh, and use them as a screen um yeah i think they're 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 fine if, if you're fighting a, a purely melee uh, faction however uh, then they're, they're going to be very scary. However, if you have some shooting, uh, I think Numidians they're going to have some issues with uh, your Carthaginians. They're probably going to get a shot off, depending on how how they build their warband. So I think yeah,
0: and some Gaul builds, yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess the Gauls they can also have the option to um, to kind of switch one unit to being a shooting unit instead of a melee unit uh, once a turn. So that might be a little bit difficult as well, but. Uh, yeah, I think they're they're quite scary actually. Um if they load up their board, Yeah, it's it's, it's nice. I mean, I think we'll see a lot of uh Rowan Warbands out there cuz they are kind of the poster poster boys of the uh, of the age. Yeah.
0: I uh I agree. I, f- I feel like they're they're going to play they're going to play super well into Warbands that don't bring shooting for whatever reason. So, they're probably going to win those matches by a lot and then Numidians, if played right are gonna absolutely shred these romans uh because they just they can't keep they can't quite catch up i feel like not with everything and they can't survive the shooting for more than one or two rounds so it, this is a the whole warband is very it's kind of situational if you play the right opponent this is going to be amazing and if you don't you're going to have a hard time or like an uphill
1: battle from the start yeah i also think the uh, almost every single one of these abilities has a kind of like a condition attached to it. So it's either yep. a or it's, uh, I guess it's the Hearthguard Defenders or it's uh, Warriors on Foot uh, or just Infantry. So it makes it quite, um, yeah, you have to be careful about and, and have a pretty good plan of what you're actually going to want to do uh, because you can't trigger all of these abilities that easily. So I think that makes it a little bit more difficult than um, some of the other boards as well. I agree. I think it's a pretty solid one in the end. It's a pretty middle of the pack, I would say. How many
0: uh, pelums out of five would you give them?
1: Um, I think I would. Uh, I would give them a three. Three pelums. Um, like they're they're good, not great, but uh, yeah, I think uh, maybe the playstyle uh, I like a little bit more movement. I like a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. kind of mobility. Taking warriors off on uh, horses, I think you lose out on pretty much all of the abilities on the board. So it becomes uh, less less optimal to take them. Uh, so you do I lose uh, yeah. a lot of mobility there. So I'm based purely on my on the way I like running uh, warbands. I like a little bit more more mobility here, but uh, they're they're pretty solid.
0: Yeah, I I uh, I think you
1: did this to me a
0: while back. I'd give them four and a half out of five pelims. No. I give them four and a half out of five gladius and like two out of five pilums because <laughs> they're gonna they're they're gonna have a hard time shooting back or like yeah against so a shooting warband and uh, they're gonna have an amazing time again to, uh
1: into melee warbands. Yeah, I guess that that makes sense. Like they they liked when people got close and they could just stab them to death with their little tiny swords.
0: I need tiny swords. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's let's uh like, real quick. Let's talk about the dice they use. Special Republican Roman dice that are not used anywhere else. So they have a. Yeah,
1: I actually think aesthetically these dice are very nice. Um, right. Cool. Yeah. I think yeah. they're they're one of the the more nicely designed uh, dice facings because um, I think they capture the kind of like the Roman aesthetic really well with the uh, the gladius as a common. The uh, was it. Uh, Omolos. <laughs> that's one, um, and uh, the wreath of. Uh, the laurel wreath as the rare. So good yeah, good yeah. vibe. Good vibe.
0: <laughs> well done.
1: Alright, so um model choices.
0: What would you buy? What did you buy? What uh, what do you recommend?
1: Yeah so I bought uh well Victrix has a number of sets. Uh they have uh was it uh Ro- Ro- Republican Roman set number one and Republican Roman set number two uh, yeah, I think it's
0: Warriors of the Republic 1 and 2, yeah. That's <laughs> not
1: close enough. And one basically has, everyone has a, uh, like, chainmail. The other one has, everyone has, uh, like, a little bronze breastplate. And they're a little bit lighter. Um, So I've got the one with everyone has chainmail. And then you also have enough to build 12 levy with uh, javelins with no uh, no armor. Yeah. Um, so I think efficiency-wise, I, I believe it's uh, the uh, Warriors of... Republic number two with the chainmail. It's uh, the one. Oh, my bad. It's number one. Yep. Uh, that essentially you get an entire warband for thirty-three euros. Can't can't beat beat it on price. um But uh yeah, the the only downside is the, the models are really made to be ranked up and in, in a block. So if uh, in a kind of a skirmish game, they're a little bit. Uh, kind of monopose for that but
0: uh like one dimensional right
1: yeah yeah very uh, they they have uh differences but kind of the after the first eight warriors that you painted it's a little bit uh repetitive and then differentiating between the warriors and the hearth guard is a little bit difficult so i gave them uh the kind of like the longer beefier spears and uh they got to keep their little plumes on their helmets and all the warriors i like, cut nice. off the I cut off their...
0: I did the same. <laughs> yeah, I, cut, I was
1: like, well, I'm probably going to break a lot of these anyway, so I'm just going to cut them off now, and then I can differentiate between the, the Hearthguard and the Warriors. And then I painted them, and then basically the, the shield blocks 80% of the model anyway. So just paint the shields. <laughs> really just... Yeah. <laughs> really don't bother about the rest of the model, and then they'll probably look fine.
0: But you're right. Yeah, the uh m modeling... For for someone that wants to model very beautiful or like kitbatch very beautiful models, I think the, the set is not, not great because it's very one-dimensional. All the figures kind of look the same. But for a starter, this is this is amazing. It's like, yeah, like 35 bucks to uh, get the whole warband. Everything's in there. It's like seven or eight points, depending on how you play it. It's, it's really, really
1: good. <laughs> yeah. Also, the if you get some of those uh, shield decals as well, then you're, um, I think, even with a mediocre paint job, they'll look pretty good. So, yep. I think they uh, the nice thing about Roman armies as well is you can make them a little bit uniform, more than others, and get away with it. I don't know how accurate it, it was um, during this Republican era, but uh, still, you can kind of get away with it. And further, uh, I guess you can also use the, the Samnites uh, kit from uh, Victrix, because uh, they were obviously, I think at this point, they were kind of under the thumb of the Romans as a of one of their uh, client kingdoms, so right. uh, you can probably get away with playing the the Samnites uh, and using those models as these uh, as these Romans so they almost have,
0: look identical yeah <laughs> the shields
1: yeah, yeah so uh, just a little bit of a uh, variation there
0: cool. all right. so do you have any metals to uh, recommend for this one?
1: um no, not really. I mean, like they exist. The Gripping Beast has them, uh, a few others. But like for me, it's just the, the not having the hassle of, of kind of or, or just being able to buy a, a Victrix bag for relatively cheap <laughs> and having an entire warband. Uh, it was uh, too it's tempting, good, really. Yeah. I, was, uh, yeah. I, I decided not to look any further.
0: Yeah, fair enough. All right. All right, I guess uh, that sums up the episode.
1: Indeed, that's the the first one for Age of Hannibal. So, uh,
0: yeah, and I'm I'm really excited to to go further into Age of Hannibal and talk about the uh, the, the other factors because I feel like there's some very unique type factors in there. So I'm um, I'm looking forward to it.
1: All right, and hopefully we'll be uh, ready for uh, Age of Alexander coming in fall. Pure speculation there, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, so yeah so timing should work out yeah yeah it should work out so we'll be good if not we're gonna to have to pad some episodes and hit the ruses and all the mercenaries and mm-hmm. legendary some uh, tournament stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah and then we'll we'll have the timing perfect all right <laughs> thank you very much for joining us uh on this number one age of Hannibal episode so more coming up thanks again and speak to you soon
0: thank you bye-bye